because the rest of my room is pretty much a shithole. <laughs> like, like the part. Huh? This is the one part of your room that, you know, you're like, hey, I'm a grown-ass man, but you're not. Literally, like, just the fucking, the, what's in the vision right over here above the floor. I see clothes everywhere. I see shoeboxes. My bed's not done. I'm like, why is my life a fucking mess, dude? You don't, you don't have to tell anybody that, because literally when I see that, the red in the back, I'm just like, man, this this man's got it going on, so hey. Well, I tell everyone how it is. I don't like to, you know, I mean, it's cool to, like, yeah. freaking fake it till you make it, which I should. I did that for, like, the longest time, and then I, like, at some point, I don't know whether it was, like, tw- episode 20 or 30, something along those lines, I was just like, my life's a shithole. It just looks nice. <laughs> so, like, I just don't care anymore. You're like, I'm, he, you're like, I'm not even going to try anymore. This is what it is. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, I see change on the fucking table. <laughs> Hey, that means you got money, okay? Oh, wow. You know what? I actually stole that from the homeless this morning, so. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I heard they make more than minimum wage, so. You might need it more than the homeless man, to be honest, with the way you live your life. I'm Uh, just kidding. No, I I agree, bro. Honestly, I'm on the same fucking boat as that homeless man. I just fucking have a fucking hotel storage to be at. What'd you do this morning? A little room to live in, but... (laughs) One of those New York rooms? Um, yeah, right? Pretty much that. It's like a closet. <laughs> I live with Harry yeah. Potter, actually. Yeah, there you go. You live in the... What is it? Under the under the stairs? The annex? Yes, sure. The annex. Yeah. You know, in Florida, we don't have that. So. Oh, my bad. I, I mean, I would go over there to live over there, but these Cali people keep invading, right? They do. You guys need... You and New Yorkers need to stop coming here. Well, actually, no. Cali, Cali people are going more towards, um, like, Nevada and those states. But still, I need you guys to stop coming here. What the hell's in Nevada? Um, desert. <laughs> I think it's it's the next best thing. It, it's not too far from California. And also, I believe they don't have – is it Nevada that doesn't have the taxes, the state taxes? I know Texas is one of them. Florida is one of them. I... Um, there's another state. So hmm. it's pretty close to California. They have a lot of, you know, there's hiking. It's like the desert. Yeah. Uh, there's Vegas, you know. Oh, that's <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> Something. Okay, no, that's not why people are moving there. But, you know, it is, if there's people are in the industry, it would be a smart idea to move there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to see if uh, Steve Aoki got any fucking space for me in his garage. So I'll, I'll check on that. <laughs> what did you do this morning? Yeah. What did I do this morning? Yeah. Uh, well, today is my only day off pretty much this week. So I just relaxed, kind of slept in a little bit because yeah. I don't get to. I've been waking up at like five, six in the morning every day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't really get to. So I just like enjoyed that and then just took my time and, and got ready. And here I am. Boom. <laughs> What's well, good? What are you going to do later? Any plans or just vibing? Um, no, I do have plans, so I'm actually going to – today's, like – so my day's off. I try to make them self-care. So hey. I do – oh, so, like, I did a pretty extensive meditation today, too. So on mm-hmm. days that I can't afford to spend, like, 30 minutes on meditation or breath work, I do that. But when I get off this podcast, I'm probably going to do some breath work, maybe a little bit of, like, dancing. Okay. <laughs> um that's hey that's part of self-care just because it makes me just feel so good after yeah. i'm done 
Um, and like I go to a dance studio as well. So it's usually really late at night, but mm. because I wake up in the morning, I can't. So I kind of like improvise at home. So pretty much dancing, I'm going to go to yoga tonight too. Maybe, um, maybe draw or paint because I like doing that too. No sauna? Um, oh, you know what? Yes to sauna because I completely like, because I've been so busy working, I literally don't have time to do that anymore. So thank you for reminding me because that's how I'm adding that to the list. I'm definitely going to the sauna today. Dude, you got to. This is why I have you in my life. Okay. Dude, this is why you need Jesus in your life out here, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, you need to move here or I'll just move there. Either or. I'm probably, I'm sick of out here, honestly. So I fucking, I'm due for a fucking change, honestly. Dude, I've been thinking about moving somewhere. I don't know fucking where. I'm like, I can do everything I want remote, so. Huh? Just come to Florida. I mean, we don't have stay. No, actually, no. I do not want you guys to come to Florida. (laughs) I take that back. You can go to, like, Jersey or something. Jersey? I'm not going to go over there. I heard there's, like, fucking loaded with scumbags out there. Too. hey are you one of them no, I'm just well kidding. yeah but i'm a different kind of scumbag i'm a con man i'm not a scumbag you're the west coast scumbag got it no, you <laughs> oh you can go to how do you say it? boston oh boston i don't know how to do it or chicago oh <laughs> is that how they talk over there I'm pretty sure, okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, yeah. but I thought they pronounced Chicago like Chicago. Oh, hell. I hope to God no, because I'm getting a girl on from Chicago on like this week too, so I hope to God not. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. Okay. I'm just hating you. Okay? No, I'm ba- I, I, people say Bastin. Bastin. Dude. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. Just, I got PTSD no, right now me. already. I didn't think I was going to get it from this podcast. I was going to be from another one, but. Yeah, okay. So when it comes to the accent, I'm probably not a reliable source. But other things, yeah, for sure. What do you mean? You're fucking Mrs. Worldwide. What are you talking about? Next week, you're going to be in Dubai again. I'm the female version of Pitbull, I guess. Yeah, you're Mrs. Worldwide. Literally. Yeah, did you call me Mr. Worldwide? Huh? I said, did you call me Mr. Worldwide? I said, I said Mrs. Worldwide, but if you want, if you're Mr., if you swing that way, that's all you do. I didn't know you used a strap on out here, but. Hey, I guess you'll never know. <laughs> oh, um, God. I mean, I hope to God nobody ever knows. Because <laughs> if they do, that's going to be a painful. Ex- hey, do you use lube on them or no? <laughs> you were, okay. That's. That's so gross. We're not. You use a strap on dry? Ew, you're so gross. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not even going there. This podcast is about spirituality. Basically. With you, yeah. it's about spirituality. That's right. Um, I, huh? I said it's always about spirituality. Everything is about spirituality because at the end of the day, that's uh, that's one of our purposes. Well, that's subjective, but. I believe, you know, to get to a pretty high level of spiritual awakening is like one of the goals, at least in my life, that is. How do you get to a pretty high level of spiritual awakening? I I think it's just continuous work on yourself. And it's not so much like when I say spiritual awakening, it's not some woo-woo stuff that you think like, oh, I'm going to be like a freaking, I'm going to go to Tibet or something and become a monk. I think it's more of like just self-actualization of who you are, what your Mm -hmm. purpose is. Um, if you're meeting your purpose, are you living with intent? Are you living with 
um, basically a purpose, you know, are you just here? Um, I mean, a lot of people might think like, hey, what is my purpose? Like, why am I here? And, and that's a step towards spirituality, you know, just asking those questions. And it leads you to a greater purpose. And I think, you know, I've been on that journey since my dad passed away, like it really opened my eyes to like, what is life about anyway? Mm. You know, like, especially if there's a big loss that happens, it could be anything like a death of a parent, a loss of a relationship, um, a huge, a job that like meant everything to you. Anything could happen. And you can have one of those moments where you realize like, man, like what is life all about? But usually death makes you think that you know, mm. some, somebody close to you dies and you just think, man, like, is this what life is? You know, or yeah. you see like how the person, like my dad, for example, all his life, like he immigrant parent and most immigrant parents are, uh, you know, they're, they're very hardworking and I, I'm an immigrant myself. You know, I moved here when I was really young, mm-hmm. but uh, my dad instilled in us just this insane work ethic. So we just worked all the time and so did he, and we just worked so hard and, you know, I got straight A's and just like I, you and I covered this in the last podcast. Like I was just such an overachiever and everything, but that's how he was too. And all he did was like, he was just on top of everything. He was like, mm. um, you know, CEO of companies and stuff back home. And like, he just, he was such an achiever, won all these awards and stuff. But when he passed away, it made me think like, man, he never really got to enjoy his life. Like all he ever really did was work mm-hmm. and, you know, provide for his family. And he did a phenomenal job. He gave us everything that he could, but, but, you know, did he, it always makes me think, did he get to enjoy his life? And that's what I think now. And I'm like, what if, you know, I died tomorrow, did I live a life of in, not just enjoyment? I don't mean like enjoyment, like I'm just having fun, but did I live a life of balance where I worked, but I also like, didn't take life for granted not granted granted in a sense that i didn't just waste my life or just Mm -hmm. worked my life away you know no i feel you if you were if you were to put it like on a ratio like how much work and how much fun should you have what what would it be like in your your way yeah you know ideally and i think about that all the time and and you know, when people will see me travel and they'll be like, oh, you're always traveling. Or like, I get that misconception. Or if I post on social media that I went somewhere, I've just gotten people be like, oh, you're always traveling. Do you even work? Like some people say that. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not going to put myself yeah. working on a desk 24 yeah. seven like on Instagram. Like nobody does that. Yeah. But of course, like I work, but a lot of my working is like ideally I want to get to a place where my work is not really my work as in like it's a passion and that's kind of where I think would be the ideal spot to be at Mm -hmm. is yes you could use work to facilitate other things like I use work and the money I earn to be able to travel and I'm so thankful for it but eventually I would love to get to a place where I'm not necessarily trying to escape and not I'm not saying I'm escaping now but Mm -hmm. like you there's like a way that you can use work like there's some people who work like a nine to five and then they'll escape and like escape meaning they'll go out on weekends and just you know like get wasted or whatever that could be their definition and no judgment if that's what they want to do but that's just not the life that like I would want to live and I would want to live a life where I'm not necessarily like my work would be my passion it's something that like I am like 
so passionate about that there's no need for being like hey i really need to Mm. escape you know what i mean and that like i think it comes with you following your passion and your mission like if you are truly doing that and work also becomes play no i agree that's that's one thing that people are they're a bit naive on they're just they don't really see that social media is just it's whatever you want to create it could be a facade. Right. I mean, it's just your own thing. You don't have to post your own work, right? You don't have to post uh, another day, another dollar with the Nell emoji <laughs> and yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, sometimes I do post work-related things on yeah. my stories, like, on my actual feed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't necessarily see me, you know, having bad days yeah. because nobody is posting that. And, yes, I totally could post that, but you know, that's like, I want to post stuff that like, I like, or that, excuse me, <clears throat> got a little cough. She got that COVID that cough that. though. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, I already got COVID. I, I did too. Like, I got it when you got it actually like a day after. Did you really? Yeah. yeah I got it twice actually. I got it once like obviously at the beginning and then I had it, um, like end of yeah. December. Dude, I should yeah, kick my ass, dude. The second time for whatever reason. It was really bad for you? The second time, yeah. Oh, really? That's interesting. So, uh, it's supposed to be milder, but I guess, you know, just everybody's body's different. Yeah. Everybody's immunity is different. So, it must have just impacted you differently. Yeah. But, yeah, the second, this this strain was supposed to be much um, more forgiving on people's um, That's what I heard. That's why I was like, I was like, am I a pussy? <laughs> I was like, damn, imagine they get taken out by the weaker fucking variant. That would be depressing, dude. I'd be crying six feet under, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. But, um, sorry, one second. No, you're fine. Sorry about that. Um, Sorry about that. What happened? Okay, I had a little something happen just now, but hey, we're going to keep rolling with it. No, you're chilling. Um, so, yeah, no, you got to get on your immunity. Your little Chick-fil-A is not going to do <laughs> body good, okay? You need to get on that vitamin C, vitamin D, some zinc in your life, okay? Oh. Not alcohol. Um, I think I, I've, I've been taking zinc every day. Oh, you know what? Day. OJ in your mimosa does not count as vitamin C. You know okay? what? First of all, that's up for debate, all right? O- OJ <laughs> is fucking the natural source of vitamin C, okay? I call it puree with alcohol, all right? No, but actually, I've been on this whole in and out fucking little hiatus. No, not when well, I hiatus. I don't know this obsession. I guess. Your binge. Yeah, literally, like every two days, I'm having like a four by four. I'm like, I need to chill the fuck out. <laughs> I guess. Hey, that's one thing about the body. It'll tell you. It'll eventually tell you, and you just don't want to get to a place where it tells you, "Hey, pay attention to me. There's something wrong." But, um, but is it really bad though? It's just it's just beef, cheese, and then two slices of white bread. Is it really that bad though? Um, beef is fucking great, yeah, no? And cheese, no. I need my fats, boy. <laughs> okay, so I won't necessarily say it's bad. Like you can eat anything and everything, and everybody responds differently, right? No. Like one person can eat. 
I don't know, wheat and react to the gluten in wheat, right? Yeah. And then they can't have it at all. But another person can be completely fine eating that every single day. Mm. It really is dependent on how your body is, how your immunity is, how you react to certain foods. Mm. Um, and then you're thinking too, if, if you think you're going to be so unhealthy if you eat one burger, then you might, it, it's like the it's not necessarily i won't say the law of attraction but you're kind of it's your it's a confirming you're, you're confirming manifesting it basically what was that you're basically low-key kind of manifesting it no exactly so it's like if you say you're gonna do be something after doing something that you then you might so it's also your way of thinking so to be honest if like somebody got so much joy out of eating a burger every day i would be like listen if your joy is more important to you then okay, I completely understand that. But generally, I think as humans, we just try to, uh, you know, instill in people, hey, eat, you know, whole natural foods for the best health. But you know, I can't sit here and be like, oh, the the burger is not good for you because it's not a cookie cutter diet for everybody. You know, yeah. like for you, it, you might be able to handle it, but other people might not. But do get your blood work checked every year. Just, you know, get that out. Um, make sure that cholesterol isn't up the roof. I would hope it's not. But I, I've never gotten my blood work done ever. Ever? <laughs> no, nah, I don't know where I'm at. I probably got diabetes right now going through my fucking blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's probably a good idea to just start with, like, a physical, you know, just get yeah. Blood work there done your CBC, your chemistry, um, your liver enzymes. Mm. Well, that's part of the chem, and then the cholesterol, and probably the A1C to check for diabetes. Those Shit. are like the most important ones. I've uh, I've been wanting to recently because I'm like recently I'm like I've been feeling broken more than I ever have like in the past five years six seven eight or whatever I'm just like damn I'm getting fucking oh my fucking back be hurting I'm about to pass out after this workout I'm like damn boy I'm what's wrong with me so I don't know hey welcome to aging I know enough of my fucking health concerns though <laughs> well like you know and and that's what a lot of people say like man it sucks to be old and I totally agree. Like the older you get, yeah. you have more chance of getting different types of symptoms and diseases, yeah. but that's when it's really time to like be on top of your stuff. I want to say the S word like shit, but. Oh, you can, yeah. you can cuss all you want. I do. Yeah, be on top. No, I'm trying to stay professional. Right. So be on top of your stuff because, you know, if you take care of your body now, it's no. going to take care of you eventually. So just, you know, eating and you do the, you do right things. You, you're working out, you're other than eating, you know, your animal sauce every single day. <laughs> animal sauce? Well, yeah, I'm doing bestiality that, shit out here. Now. Huh? In and out. That's like they're what they're known for, the animal sauce, right? No, I, uh, animal style fries. Oh, okay. But I took animal sauce a different way. I was like, what in bestiality name is going on here? <laughs> I was like, excuse me? That's oh, not my God. Your mind stays in the gutter. I cannot talk to you <laughs> like a normal human being. Jeez. Oh, I know. That's my toxic trait. Um, that and I think my main issue. Yeah, I've been a lot of toxic traits. Well. <laughs> We're going to talk so. about toxic traits today, actually. We, we will for the people that are listening. I have a whole set of questions that I haven't gotten to yet. 
But my main thing, oh, I got off the of melatonin since the last time I talked to you. I don't even take it anymore. I'm, so are you still able to sleep well? Yes, I think it's because of the zinc, though. I swapped it out with zinc and magnesium. Oh, magne- so it's probably the magnesium. Okay. Magnesium is known to help with um, helping with sleep. Okay, so I've been taking that, and I, like, I cut off the melatonin. and But my main talking trait that I can think of is... Uh, Ca- uh, pre-workout or caffeine that's like i need to chill out on that for sure <laughs> i mean if it doesn't bother you like if the caffeine doesn't like make your heart beat really fast and give you all this like anxiety symptoms and you should be okay because some people can just do really well on caffeine and that's cool but my I'm thing just- is like when i'm not on caffeine i feel like shit do you really yeah i wonder if you're so dependent on it i wonder if you're just not getting in like good quality sleep too Hmm. I, I I mean the the quality of sleep that I've had recently is a lot better. Um yeah. but yeah, I need to have like a little bit of caffeine, otherwise I'm like I feel like death, dude. You know what? The only other thing that I've like recently like countered to be able to be better though is um like if I do some type of cardio. Like if I do like let's say like even three sets of sprints or some jump rope, then I'm good as if I have caffeine almost. It's weird. I don't know what it is, but <clears throat> just that jolt it's the whole concept of the energies create what's it i don't know the exact word oh uh things in motion stay in motion um no no (laughs) is that we can go with that too sure sure (laughs) (laughs) i guess i'll kill myself energy is pretty much created when you you are active so like this is what a lot of people will say that uh, man i'm like messing this up because there's actually a saying Mm -hmm. that it's basically like when you're working like you think you need energy to really get moving but if you start moving then you get energy it's like one of those things that just happen Mm -hmm. so when you go work out like you'll probably notice like when you when you you might go to the gym one day and you're like man i don't want to work out but as soon as you work out yeah you have that energy right like Mm. you don't just like you're not like oh i'm just gonna quit now once you start working out Mm -hmm. you just keep going so yeah it's one of those things yeah i need at least like high intensity like and then that'll like jolt me up if it's like slow it doesn't work i need like maybe like sled pushing or like i said sprints or maybe like um what is it called messing with the cables i forget what it's called you know, like when people are like rolling them, like it's a fucking horse. What is it yeah. fucking called? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's really high intensity. And yeah, it gets your blood pumping. So, yeah. Well, it's probably yeah. my it's probably my diabetes speaking, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, what you say? You can, and I'm sure you'll be fine. I said do that as much as you can, um, you know, multiple times a week, and I'm sure you'll start to notice a difference in. Not just your physique, but also just how you feel. Mm-hmm. No, um, I I almost never take a day off. Oh, like put it this way, in like two years or something along those lines, I haven't taken any days off. Even when I've been sick with COVID before, but this time when I got it, I didn't even go to the gym for like three or four days. I was out. Like I was like I haven't missed a fucking day until like end of December. I was like, damn, I'm pretty fucked up right now, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting that I had a pretty pretty gnarly impact on you but i mean that's like that's good that you took a break and you didn't go to the gym because that's that's like your body telling you hey i need to rest Mm -hmm. like i need 
I need you to let me heal. <laughs> Literally. The most I did, and even this was hard to do, I went, like, for, like, a 40-minute walk in the sun. And that was tough, though. Because I was like, let me get that vitamin D. But I was like, that was tough, dude. I'm telling you, like, I was beat up. I don't know what happened, but. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Where, where's the next spot you're going to travel to? The next place I am going to, I think it's Arizona. So it's for, like, some golf tournaments. So me and my girlfriends are probably going to go in February. Y'all trying to run into some sugar daddies out there? What's going on? Ew, Ew that's disgusting. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sure there are going to be a lot of them. Like, For sure. They're everywhere. But, you know, no judgment if, you know, you're into that stuff. But obviously, I'm, I'm not that <laughs> type of a person. But it, I'm sure there are because, you know, it's a golf tournament. Yeah. There, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of very wealthy people there. But um, I'm going to target the closeted white guys. I'll be like, hey, daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all know them Republicans. Some of them are closeted. I'll be like, Daddy, come on. <laughs> First of all, they probably wouldn't even want you. Wow. <laughs> That's rude. I've been working really hard on myself, okay? How dare you be judgmental? <laughs> yeah, they probably don't want you. Wow. All right, mo- moving on. <laughs> I know. They call, they'd call ice on my ass real fucking quick. Oh, no. <laughs> they'd be like... Never mind. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to cut it off real quick. Yeah, can you not? <laughs> We're going to talk about love and spirituality. Today. I know. Thank you for bringing that up because I was like, I'm going to have a really tough time transitioning from ice to love. I was like, that's like the opposite of like, you know, I was like, fuck, that's a hard transition. There's a major transition. It's that song, Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> Isn't that a Britney Spears song? <laughs> Wait, do you not know this song? You're did I just date myself? Am I that old? Wait, I'm not even that old. No, you're not even you're that not old. That All right, moving on. It's a it's a classic song, okay? Hmm. I, I'll have to play it for you. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Okay, I'm not even that much older. Than you. I know. I know. I need to talk about it. I my back hurts all the time. Physically, uh, I'm older than you. Yeah, you know what? You're right. So here, this is the song. Hold on. Don't play more than 10 seconds of it because then I'll get kicked off of Apple. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I got right. like a 10 second limit, but like you could play some of it. Okay, yeah, I'll play some of it. Okay. But um, yeah, I said this is how we transition into the, the mature talk that we're going to have. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm, I'm ready. Oh, let's hear it. Oh, that song. I do know that song. I like that song. This is how we transition, all right? I stink. I literally haven't heard a song in, like, in a hot minute, dude. Yeah, it's been a really... Yeah, it's, like, one of those, like, really old songs. Yeah. So, I guess for the transition to um to that, to that the next subject, uh, this is something that's, like, I don't know. It's, like, now I feel, like, more comfortable talking about it, whereas, like, before when we talked on the phone, it was, like, yeah, I was, like, I don't want to do that podcast anymore. I was, like... Fuck that shit. But, like, now I don't care. I'm, like, more, like, chill on talking about it. But um, I think it's interesting because I've never had, like, an actual talk so much on, like, this topic in particular because I never planned shit. So I was, like, I figured it'd be a good conversation to have with you. Um, but I'll get to, like, the first first one I have. Uh, but what's, in your opinion, what's, what's a soulmate? I know it's cheesy, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> no... 
No, because I, you know, even if I know something, I just like to be in the moment and answer the question, like, what comes to me. Yeah. So the first thing I, I can think of, I mean, there's so many things I want to say about a soulmate in itself, but the first thing I can think of is, like, somebody, and not in a traditional sense, what people might think, oh, it's my soulmate, the love of my life, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. For what I think of a soulmate is somebody who's, like, here to teach you a lesson, whether that is in the most positive way. And sometimes, not I want I don't want to say negative, but someone could take it as a ne- negative experience. But mm-hmm. ultimately, if they taught you something and elevated you to the next level yeah. or to be a better version of you, then in the end, that was positive. And I think of a soulmate as somebody who pushes you to your greatness, mm-hmm. uh, somebody who can be there to support you. Um, and love love you for who you are and unconditionally and mm. that doesn't have to necessarily be a romantic partner I can even think of that as a friend you can have a friend who's a soulmate who does all those things for you you know mm. and you can have a family member who's a soulmate so there's this this conception of or this like belief that the soulmate has to be this one person in the entire world who's mm. meant for you in my personal belief I don't know if that's true i think there could be multiple soulmates you could have quote unquote multiple people who come into your life and change you Mm -hmm. in many ways that you like couldn't even imagine you know they make you think of life differently they make you they change your way of thinking Mm -hmm. um they teach you some lessons and you're like man i never used to be like this and now because of this person i am a certain way so i think it's somebody who like contributes to you being a better person i think that can be a soulmate in my opinion so why do you think um why do you think that we have multiple soulmates as opposed to one because i guess like traditionally speaking uh at least for me right like i just assume like it'd be like one in particular right and that's like cheesy saying like the person that you spend like your time with in the future and whatnot um but that's an interesting take i I guess i kind of want to hear a little bit more on that from your perspective Okay, so I, in my personal opinion, and, you know, I don't think any of this is the universal truth. Everybody can have their own opinion about this. So if somebody says, hey, I have this one soulmate, I could say, hey, maybe if you believe that is truly to, you know, true, but in my, like how I think of things and just how I've experienced life and what I've gone through, Mm -hmm. and also what I've seen in other people, I've just noticed that it's all these people that come into your life and and like not one person, there's not one person I think that can fulfill all your needs, mm-hmm. right? Like as humans, we are not robots. We are not perfect. Mm-hmm. And you could have, like if I could have one person who's my soulmate, I would expect them to fulfill every single need, mm-hmm. but they're human and they cannot do that. So I think... I see it as that way that there's going to be different people in your life who are going to fulfill different needs for you, mm-hmm. right? Like there's one person, you can have a best friend who you can, you can consider a person who's a soulmate and you can have a partner, a romantic partner, you could do the same, but one best friend's like fulfilling some of your needs and then the your partner's fulfilling some of the other needs. Mm-hmm. So to, it's almost unfair to have somebody put so such so much expectation on one person to fill fulfill all your needs Mm -hmm. and i also feel like there's so many people who come and go into your life who teach you different lessons like one romantic partner could teach you something 
they could teach you to love yourself more, then they are no longer in your life. Mm-hmm. And then the next partner comes along and they teach you, teach you something else. They teach you to be more accepting of other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you could consider that a soulmate. You could love them the same. You could have so much love for them. You can have so much respect for them, but you, but it, it's, it's different. You know, every mm-hmm. person I feel like teaches you a different lesson, uh, brings different experiences and changes you in a different way, I feel. And that's kind of where, how I see soulmates mm-hmm. as, you know, not this one entity who's like the perfect human being for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is true, but I just, it, it's more, it's more forgiving when you think of it that way, because imagine yourself being with who you think your soulmate is and God forbid it doesn't work out or this person ends up doing something that's out of your boundaries and you can't accept anymore. Then what? you know, what's going to happen to you? Do you just give up on life because you just lost your soulmate? Mm-hmm. You know, or do you just like, you're just like, man, I just lost my soulmate. I'll never find somebody again. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. is that how you would think? So I think it's much more forgiving to think of your soulmate in so many different forms and so many different people than to just put so much pressure on one person and mm-hmm. say, this is my soulmate. This person's going to fulfill every single need of mine. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, it does. Um, do you, do you believe in karmic partners? Do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. That is very interesting. Um, I have thought about that before, but I don't know where I am on my spiritual journey. If I am there yet where I'm thinking, oh, there are people who come into your life Mm -hmm. who are from, you know, like there's like a long bond that you have and they, they're just this karmic partner Mm -hmm. that are teaching you lesson from, you know, in the past life or something. I don't know if I'm there yet to necessarily believe the past life stuff. I know that's mm-hmm. that's a common belief that people have. I just believe that anything or anybody who comes into your life who makes a big impact, there's a reason for that. And you can either take that as a negative or a positive, as in you can be like, wow, this person was so horrible. Or you can also take it as, um, an opportunity to be like, you know what, this person taught me so many things about me. This person taught mm-hmm. me what not to do in my relationship in the future or uh, what not to accept. I think it also teaches you your boundaries, you know, what you want and what you don't want. So I don't know about karmic partnerships. I guess that's another way of putting it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that, like the past life stuff, mm-hmm. but I do believe that everybody who comes into your life has something to teach you Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean by karmic partner by any chance do i what um like a a karmic um partnership do you know what i mean by that exactly or no so correct me if i'm wrong Uh it's pretty much somebody who you've met in your past Mm -hmm. life right who comes back into your life in another form or way is that correct um that is another interpretation of it that I have read. That that's like a, some advanced, advanced level stuff, though. Um, but I guess I because that's why I was asking because I was like I know there's like two different ones. Um, yeah. So the other one, the simpler one, which is still kind of advanced a little bit, is still kind of well not as advanced. Not that's too in in depth, but I guess I was more referring to like, um like where you're at like in your spiritual journey is what you'll get like if you're not complete within yourself you're gonna get incomplete people and then once you complete yourself then you'll find that complete person and that's when you're meant to be 
Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And that's yeah, a deep so path. That's a that's a long internal deep look into yourself. But yeah. So I love that actually the way you put that. So from from what I've read and when I would do research, a lot of what I found with karmic was what I was saying. You know, mm-hmm. like past life and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if I believe that, but what you're saying, I a one thousand percent have a firm belief in that. If you are in in your journey, spiritual journey life journey where you are still needing to work on yourself a lot you're still needing to heal a lot of trauma Mm -hmm. you still have worth issues then you are possibly going to meet more people who who let you believe those things about you Mm -hmm. like for example if you have worth issues and you might go for somebody who treats you poorly then that kind of instills the same belief in you that, mm-hmm. man, I'm not worthy, right? Yeah. But if you become more healthy and work on yourself, go to therapy, or just, you don't even have to go to therapy, but you do a lot of introspection and you you're, you accept you for you. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Wherever I am on this journey, I'm still lovable. I'm still worthy. I'm still enough. Then you're going to, if you meet somebody who doesn't accept you that way, it'll be easier for you to let that person go. And you can correctly align with somebody who thinks of you the same way as you think of yourself mm-hmm. what's right. um no I, I i agree i think the next thing that i wanted to get to on as well too because it was like a two-part question um yeah. but i also didn't want to mix them up together but how much of yourself should you work on how do i how do i phrase this really quick it's like how much should you work on yourself and then dedicate to your partner because obviously like let's say for both partners right you wanna you, you both want to only depend on yourself right but at some point you have to let go of that trust and trust that your partner can provide for you or vice versa right so at what point do you let that that guard down so that way you guys can be one as opposed to individuals mm, that's a great that's a great question and i feel like that is something that a lot of people struggle with i know um I know growing up a certain way, like my dad had this belief that you have to be self-sufficient as a woman. And I'm so thankful for that, that he Mm -hmm. like instilled this belief in me that you should work for your, you know, you should work for your, um, work for yourself. You shouldn't depend on necessarily a man Mm -hmm. to provide. So like, if you have this belief instilled in you from when you're young, you might grow up to really be independent, right? You mm. might grow up to really be like, you know what? I don't need this man or whatever it is. Like, I don't need other people. I can handle it myself. But I think that's almost like, it almost is on the borderline of like, maybe to, maybe some sort of an insecurity that you are so not believing that people can meet your needs that you 100% have to rely on yourself. And I think both sides can be unhealthy, like completely 100% being like, I don't need anybody, I got this. Or on the other side of the spectrum being like, man, I need somebody to save me at all times. Like those Mm -hmm. are both unhealthy. And I think many people struggle with that. Mm -hmm. But if you work on yourself enough and you say, you know, I am worthy and you know your boundaries and you know exactly what you want in a partnership, when you meet that partner, you can talk to them and make boundaries with them. So you can you can always gauge it like this person's not meeting my boundaries. I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be more or not respecting my boundaries. I'm going to be mm. more careful. I'm going to be more 
closed off with this person until I can trust them or you can, you know, that this is what you have to look at or you can, there's like the blind trust. You can blindly trust them, but you can get hurt at the end. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you have to be able to trust yourself in that this person's going to, this person's going to respect your boundaries and meet your needs. But if they don't, then you're still okay. I think it comes with time. I think it comes with working on yourself to be able to realize, man, I can handle, I can handle myself. I can handle my emotions, but if I can't, then I know the other person Like if I can't, the other person can support me, but if they can't, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. You know, they're human and you have to understand that like, we're all trying our best. We're all trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to find our purpose, trying to heal on this journey of life. And, and we won't always get it right. Mm -hmm. So I think you just have to, I think it comes with more healing and more growing to, Mm -hmm. to be able to trust somebody when you trust yourself, it's easier to trust other people as, as well because you're not just projecting a lot of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like how you are mentioning, it's trust has a lot to do with like with the projection of your past experiences, right? But right. at least for you in particular, at what point do you know where you can you can actually trust somebody? What is like certain thing that they have to do or like a certain time frame or obviously it's not conclusive to like one thing in particular, but what would you like kind of gauge that in there? Trust I think the number one thing that it starts with is trusting yourself. First, mm-hmm. you have to trust yourself to be able to make to be able to make that call. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you might uh, not be able to trust yourself. Like if if you're like, man, like I don't know, is it my anxiety that's speaking, or mm-hmm. is it really my intuition? But I think if you're really in tune with your body and you know what it feels like to have that intuition speak to you, mm-hmm. then I think that's the number one gauge to be able to see if I can trust this person. It's this feeling you can get, you know, sometimes my intuition will speak to me and the intuition is just this feeling. You just know this. It's like, it's not like a, your mind. It's like something you feel in your body and you're like, Mm. man, I don't feel good. Like this person being around this person does not make me feel good. There's something off. Mm. And I think that's the number one way that personally I have Mm. had to be able to figure out, can I trust this person? But more than that, like if I don't get that feeling, then I'll like look at their words and their actions. Do they match? And those are those that's like one of the most important things you can do, not necessarily listen to their words. Like somebody can say, oh, I love you. But if they don't act in a loving way, if they don't prove that through their actions, then those words don't necessarily mean much, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to get, um, you know, sold by words like we Mm -hmm. love we love some words of affirmation, right? Yeah. But if the person's not going to have those actions to back it up, then that's the number one way of, uh, you know, telling like maybe mm-hmm. this person is not of integrity or maybe I cannot trust this person's words yet until their actions prove. So I think that's that's a pretty important way. Mm-hmm. For For you in particular as well, how do you know if you actually love somebody as well? <laughs> That's a really uh, tough question, actually. I know. And it's pretty direct. It didn't even beat around the bush either. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. How do you love somebody? The, you know, the thing about, like, the topic that we're talking about is so subjective. Everything that mm. we are talk, like going to talk about today or are talking about really depends on person to person. Like, I could sit here and be like, well, love means to me 
unconditional love, AKA continuous support, my partner just being there for me whenever I need them, them accepting me for who I am. But for the next person, love might mean material things. Material you know, girl. So I, I'm just kidding. Do you get that or no? <laughs> yeah, right? Like everybody's got their own definition yeah. of love. And I think that's why it's very hard to to put, like to compare love from yeah. one person to another because even with partners, you could have, you could be the same person and be with different partners and your love for them is different. Mm -hmm. It's all love. It's just different. I think tradition in a traditional sense, love is just this, this thing, this acceptance of something that's unconditional. You don't stop quote unquote loving somebody if they're not perfect, right? Like mm -hmm. whether they're perfect or not, whether they're having a bad day or not, whether they're at their weakest or not, you love them no matter what. Mm -hmm. I think that is really what unconditional love is. But ultimately from love, we would want to get to a place of unconditional love, which can be hard sometimes because we mm -hmm. are human, right? Like we have our own projections, our own trauma that prevents us from reaching that place. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I think that's what love is to be truly accepted for who you are mm -hmm. to, um, and not necessarily to have all your needs met, but somebody who's open to that, to open to meeting your needs and open to wanting to make it work with you and not running at the first sight of discomfort mm -hmm. or first sight of a fight, you know, mm -hmm. they're there to make it work. I think in a romantic sense, that is the start of what love really is mm -hmm. to just really accept somebody. That's huge to really accept, 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 <laughs> accept <Both>. somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To really accept somebody. The animal sauce, though. <laughs> I guess it's like a Freudian slip, but to really. Me on a farm. Accept, right? Okay. To really accept somebody for who they are yeah. without trying to change them. I think that is one of the most loving things you can do for somebody else. <clears throat> now, do you think. Do you think women can love guys unconditionally? And not like their son either, right? Because usually there's like the standard. I f I'm going to mess this up because it's something I like read up on like the other day. Um, so forgive me for the people listening and you as well. But it was something along the lines of like a mom can love like their son unconditionally, right? But usually the like let's say like the partner, right? Like the wife can't generally <laughs> love the the husband unconditionally because it's love, that love is conditional based on whether he can provide her or he can't, right? And that's typically what a man's role generally is. Obviously, there's variations of that um, and based on the situation, but that's primarily like how it usually goes. Um, what do you think about that? Ooh, I have a lot to say about that actually because yeah. that is actually a pretty unhealthy way of thinking to- I forget, to... I forget where I saw it too, if I'm being honest, but I was yeah, like, no, it's in, that's an interesting I, thought process. I've heard that before too. Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree like with you in the sense that that is a belief system out there that people love people based on what they can provide for them, right? Mm -hmm. Like the example you gave in a traditional, in a traditional, like more like acceptable in a society would be like a man and a woman marriage. You know, mm -hmm. we, we know there's marriages between women, women and men, men, but like, in this case, we're talking about a man and a woman. And if you're saying like a woman gives birth to a child and she'll love the child unconditionally, but not necessarily the man, I think that is very unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I would argue 
to say that that woman who's not giving the unconditional love to the husband has a lot of healing to do. It has a lot of trauma if she's basing her love on what he can provide for her, right? Mm. Because we don't love to unconditional love isn't that unconditional love is acceptance of somebody for who they are not trying to change them not trying to manipulate and trying to get something out of the other person excuse me that's that's not love Mm -hmm. that's not what love is you know love isn't trying to manipulate the situation trying to get exactly what you want um so i've heard that too but i think that is far from the definition of what true love really is Mm. and I think women and men are equally capable of loving unconditionally. We just, as a society and as just individuals, have a lot of work to do to heal ourselves where we can get to a place where we don't have to expect anything Mm. from somebody else to love. We should love ourselves enough where we don't expect somebody else to fulfill this void, right? Mm. Like if the, it was an example you gave, if the woman is not, ready to love the man if he can't provide for her then maybe she needs to look inward to see what is she hiding from what is she not accepting in herself that makes her use not use a man but like you know only love him based on conditions Mm. so that conditional love is very like accepted in society but that's not where we want to get to you Mm. know like me I want to get to a place where whoever I end up with in the future, I can get it. I can accept them and love them no matter what, because like, what if in that relationship, the husband can't work anymore or he gets sick, is she going to stop loving him if Mm -hmm. he can't provide, you know? So it, it becomes like a very anxiety inducing relationship because if somebody knows that they're only being loved for a certain condition, Mm -hmm. that is already, that's already anxiety provoking for that other person. You know, Mm. how can that be love? If you're like, Oh man, if I'm not perfect, I won't be worthy. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think it comes down to the worth issue. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of us have worth issues um, that we need to work on too. I mean, me, me too. Like I'm human and I, I'm still working on my worth issues, you know? So I've gotten, I've come such a long way, but I think that's part of the journey. You, the more you accept yourself, the more you think that you are worthy of love, you are worthy of being accepted, no matter how imperfect you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't abuse people. Don't be a piece of shit. But like, if you are, if you're a person who's trying their best, who's doing their best, who's trying to love, who's trying to, um, you know, do good in the world, then you are like, you're enough. You are capable of being loved being loved just as much as the other person is, you know, we all deserve Mm -hmm. a healthy, loving relationship. If we are also, we all deserve it, but we also have to be able to put in the work for ourselves. You know, we can't Mm -hmm. just be like, Hey, I want a loving, healthy relationship, but inside you're very toxic. You do all these negative behaviors that a loving partner is not going to want, you know, a healthy, loving partner is not going to want a toxic person. Um, Usually the toxicity attracts toxicity a lot of times Mm -hmm. you know some form of toxicity so it's like something that you have to be be introspective and look inside and work on yourself sorry that was a very long-winded answer but um you know i don't want to say about that no that's why i have you on here that's that's the point right 
Um, so that way I can hear like your thoughts on that. But there's like a super like I guess like one of the most common famous examples, right? Is like Conor McGregor's wife. She was there for him when he had nothing, right? She was the one paying for his meal. She was the one working like two jobs, I believe, um, to pay yeah. for rent while he was literally like on the mat all the time at his like his local spot or whatever, learning learning all the shit for like MMA and all, right? So I mean, there are cases like that, but it's hard to to come across people like that, obviously, but. In regards to like finding like people that are well healed, what are certain things that you look for that are like not gonna like? How do you say it? like you said like toxic seeks toxic right? Healthy seeks toxic. Uh, pff, healthy seeks healthy right? So like yeah. what what are certain things that you look for like in another person when you're looking? Um, like as, as a subconscious thing maybe right? It's like you you can kind of poke out certain things like. Obviously, like, yeah. a toxic example, right, is, like, oh, they eat four by four, like, every two days. Like, toxic as fuck, right? <laughs> but, like, a, hey, that, uh, hey, that can be toxic, but that's something that can be looked over. You know, like, you can be like, you know yeah. what? He eats four by four, but he loves me, and that's okay. He can okay. be a little four by four lover. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's, um, I think there's, there's levels to toxicity. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know... Uh, most people and humans like we have traits we have vices we have Mm -hmm. things we're like i said you know we're we're not perfect we're not monks who like are just like saints or we're just not perfect Mm -hmm. as humans you know we have things happen and mistakes happen but like i said there's levels of toxicity so you can have a toxic behavior like you're late sometimes and that's on one level of toxicity or i would say that's one level of like something you need to work on okay but you could be a cheater right mm-hmm. that's another level of something that you need to work on so it really depends on the person like what they're able to accept as their level of quote-unquote toxicity mm-hmm. or or behaviors that the other person does that might annoy them mm-hmm. but if you are i think what i would look for in a partner is somebody who i can trust who who says who does what they say they're going to do and who's supportive is honest those those core beliefs you know mm-hmm. like if they're like you know dress a certain way and i don't like like i'm like oh what is this person wearing like no that's you know you can't yeah. like you can't be that picky in a sense where like that's that goes back to like you trying to change somebody so it's like you have to look at the core values the core beliefs who they are as a person what do they believe in you know mm-hmm. do they think um cheating or lying is okay do they think um committing committing some sort of not necessarily like big crimes or anything but committing some sort of adultery or or doing something that might hurt somebody emotionally do they think that's okay mm-hmm. you know you got to look at the core beliefs and then make your decision like do i want to be with this person who's like that because no doubt when you when you live with a person you're around that person who has true any type of traits you end up consuming that as well you end up like absorbing those traits as well you know what's that saying you are the average of the five people you hang out with Mm. and your partner like if you choose a partner to be your husband or wife then they end up being uh the core one of the core people so it's equally important to pick somebody who is really healthy who has all these 
as many positive traits as possible because that's who you're going to be around for a really long time. You know, if you're around a negative person who has these negative traits, you might end up, you, you're you susceptible to that. You know, we're human, we're susceptible to impressions. So you might become uh, more like that person too. And your kids, you have to think about that. If you want to have kids, do you want your kids to grow up in a household where there's so much negativity or do you mm-hmm. want two people who are working on themselves continuously? You know, you want a kid to to grow up in an environment where they can be healthy. You know, they mm-hmm. have the most chances of being a healthy adult as well. That's super important. I have a good question for you. Um, so let's say that there's the husband and a wife, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of issues, right? And one of them cheated on each other, right? But they're mm-hmm. having a kid. Would you say it's better to stay together for the kid or to separate because that's not going to provide a healthy um, lifestyle at home for the kid. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of factors involved in that. I believe there's, so if one partner cheats, it's yeah. what the next process, what the next step is. Like if this person is going to accept complete responsibility and work on uh, fixing this relationship with his husband or wife mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, I'm going to work on myself. This is never going to happen again. Let's work on the steps that, that caused me to cheat, you know, cause there's, there's reasons why people cheat. So you have to like really look deep down inside why this person cheated in the first place. So if that person's willing and ready to accept complete responsibility and to say, hey, I'm going to do whatever it, it takes to make it work, and I want this to be a healthy relationship, then that it's up to the other person, their discretion, if they want to stay or not. Mm-hmm. But in the case that the person cheats and doesn't accept responsibility and it keeps happening, then in my opinion, it would be better to step out of that relationship because that person, that child is going to grow up thinking or might think that this is okay, you know, Mm -hmm. might think that this behavior is okay, or that this is love, you know, they might Mm -hmm. get older and be susceptible to the same kind of behavior, Mm -hmm. because they might think, wow, this is how mom and dad were, this is what love is, you know, a lot of times, like, adults who have kids might not think of, um, might not think of this as like, oh, this is really important, but their behavior, like the parents behavior in front of the kid models their entire life ahead of them mm-hmm. you know like it models exactly how relationships are so to a kid who grew up in a very loving household with loving parents who like showed affection grows up and thinking hey this is normal to show affection in relationships to love each other to you know to be respectful for each other mm-hmm. but a kid who grows up in an abusive household might think this is love and then they might pick partners based on that like based on the fact that oh, this is what love is. This is how it's supposed to be. Oh, this dad cheats on mom all the time. So like, it's going to be okay. It's, it might be okay if my partner cheats on me because that's kind of how love is. You know, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily conscious. You might not do this consciously. You might not go pick a partner who cheats. You know, like, I don't know many people who would do that, but you might subconsciously stay in a relationship where there is abuse, where there is um, this like manipulation. And you might think, this is normal, but until you get modeled a healthy relationship as a kid, you might not pick up on those cues unless you did so much work in therapy and on yourself and you came to self-actualization and realization that that that's not healthy behavior, you know? So it's so important to, to have 
two parents who are continuously working on themselves and improving their relationship because a kid's going to grow up in that environment thinking this is what life is. Mm-hmm. Do you, this is a, um, a I guess kind of tied to it, kind of not. Do you ever still feel like a kid or no? Yes. Yeah. All the time, all the time. And I, um, it's funny because I've had this talk with so many people in the past and I always tell people, I'm like, if you have this like playfulness inside of you, um, and I know you're like that too. You like love, um, you know, being like playful. Yeah. And I think if there's like this playful aspect of you. Don't like lose that as much as you can hold on to that feeling because that's kind of what makes life exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, as adults, we get like as kids, like we are so unapologetically playful. We, you know, we play, we don't care about anything. We're just like, making noises and you know dancing and like moving left and right but like as adults we have these things placed upon us where we can't do certain things we have to be professional and you know work and we have to work these nine to five jobs where we're just like so serious Mm -hmm. and if you take away the playfulness then life is almost a little mundane and boring in a Mm -hmm. sense you know but if you continue to have the have the playful aspect of yourself as kids do it makes life so much more interesting. It makes life so much more fun and you don't take yourself seriously and you allow other people to, to bring out that playfulness too. You know, like at the end of the day, we're all just like little kids in adult bodies. Yeah. So why not just, you know, why not just enjoy that as much as you can. And, and, and it really makes you feel like yourself. Like, I don't know if you agree, but like when you can really be playful and just laugh and have mm. fun and act silly, does that not make you feel good? Like you're like, man, like I just feel like myself, right? No, a hundred percent. And I think um, I I've, I'm almost to like a handful of people. I don't think I ever said in the podcast, but I guess to hear, um, like one thing that I told myself is like when I was twelve was like I never want to let like myself go like as a kid. Like I don't want to let my inner child die, right? Because I yeah. mean, from the, even as a young child, like I I was still able to see like out of the box, right? Although I was an yeah. idiot, I was still able to be like a very like clear spectator. <laughs> And I saw so many people like just like just dead inside. Right. Or like they're just like, I guess, for lack of a better word, like ruined by like the corporate life um, being like yeah. a force. Um, what is it called? Just like a zombie. Right. Like the, the playfulness in them have died. There's no spirit in them. And I'm like, the last thing I ever want to be like that, like is like that in my life. Right. Yeah. But and- another reason why I started like the podcast, too, was because although I can be an idiot, right? I can be stupid as hell. I also have a serious side. You just have to get through the layers to see that. And a lot yeah. of people, I, I, what I, one thing that I've always like hated is like what they see is what you get. Kind of going back to the social media. Oh, you're just traveling. Oh, you're just, in the, I'm like, you're so much more than that and vice yeah. versa, right? I'm like, it's not just what you see on the surface level. Just because you don't give yourself the, the time to open up and see that, that, that's not all there is. I'm like, and if you think that, then that just shows how close-minded of a person you are yeah yeah that is that is so true as as humans we are we have so many layers you know one Mm -hmm. person is isn't just one person they're not just like (laughs) this reminds me of something else and it's like you live your life and day to day you you go to the store you go to work you come across so many people Mm -hmm. and they're all living lives like you are Mm -hmm. you know they all have their own story that -hmm. you can't see that you can't feel but they they're living with it, whether they're going through some painful event 
whether this is the happiest day of their lives, you just don't know, you know, and we have all these parts of ourselves. And unfortunately, over time, you know, bad things may happen and you come out of relationships that have hurt you, you have bosses or jobs that like drain you. It is so easy to let yourself get there, to mm. let yourself get to a place where you become negative or you become jaded. But it is, but it is in those moments you have mm. to remember to not let that shape you. Mm. It is so crucial to not let. And I completely get because I've been through my share of hell and back, and mm. so many things in my life have happened where I have not talked about, and I don't know. Eventually, I'll be ready to talk about, but mm. so many things have happened that could have made me uh, like really negative towards life. And I have my moments too. I can get jaded as well, but I have to remind myself, no, 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 this is not how it is. If one person hurt me or one thing happened, this does not mean that the whole world is against me. It does not mean that the my future partner might do this, mm. you know, like it's so, so important to, to, heal yourself before you maybe jump into next relationship like say you got hurt in the past relationship for example say one person got cheated on and mm. now they might think wow like men are shit you know you hear women say all the time which is so toxic men women shit. be like men yeah. ain't shit and i'm like ew you know like they're men who are incredible i was, actually gonna, who... I was actually gonna ask you what you thought about men ain't shit like the people that say oh, that. Oh no, heck no! I will be the last person to to get on board with that. And mm -hmm. like, it it's not to mean like that. You know, I haven't been hurt by people, but like, I know there's there's so many people on this earth. Not everybody's the same, and that's like something I've learned in my experience with different people. It's like everybody comes into your life. Yes, you should be cautious and you should be aware that they could hurt you. And anybody has a potential to hurt you. But if you trust yourself and you give somebody the benefit of the doubt at first, until they hurt you or until they say something that you're like, eh, this is a little weird, you should come into a situation with an open mind. Because if you're not, then you're living life half-ass. Mm -hmm. You know, you're living life half-ass. You're not putting yourself out there. You're not giving your potential to love fully, mm -hmm. to trust fully, to live fully. Like, what's the point of living if you're half-assing, if you just hate the world, you think everybody's against you? That's not a that's not life. That is quite literally hell on earth, mm -hmm. right? Like, if you live half-assed and you think everybody's out here to fuck you over, excuse me, to screw you over, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> then, then, you know, man, like, that is a miserable life. So, so yes, there's a possibility of anybody to hurt you, but mm -hmm. to live a life like that is torturing yourself before things even happen. You know, that mm -hmm. is literal torture. And you know, not everybody is going to hurt you. There are people who genuinely want to love. There are men, I know there are men who are more romantic than so many women. I know men who are more wanting that family, that mm -hmm. like kids and family, that traditional like family lifestyle more than some of the women I know. Mm -hmm. So you can't just sit here and say men ain't shit or women ain't shit. I know everybody's different, you know? There are mm -hmm. people, yes, who are horrible, <laughs> you know, who, mm -hmm. not horrible it, because they're just horrible. It's obviously because they've gone through trauma and like enough things happen in their life where they let themselves get to a place where they might be horrible people. Mm -hmm. But then there are people who are just as amazing, you know, and you just got to take it case by case you got to see like how is this person you can't just generalize everybody in one box mm -hmm. which you know generalizing is fun though but i get what you mean too <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, that's like the, you know, if you want to joke about it or if you want to mm-hmm. like lean into the toxicity, I get it. But if you are, you know, really take it as how it is and mm-hmm. how life is, you know that there's so many people, there's so many types of people and so many aspects to people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it would be doing a disservice to yourself and to other people for just generalizing every time. Mm-hmm. And everyone that knows me too is, is I'm big on balance. Like that's with everything, right? Like obviously if you generalize, I'm like, it's, it's much more deeper than the surface. It goes to, to politics, not left or right. It's in the middle. Like it is always, everything's always more closer in the middle than we think. It's not just one or the other. That's a lot of yeah. things. That's something that for whatever reason, the majority of people miss out on or hopefully I'm just understating that and there's a lot more people than I think, right? Hopefully. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to get to know every single person and that's impossible. (laughs) But all I know is like all the local voices, right? But then also I got to figure out who the silent majority is too. So I don't know about that. But I know we're short on time so I'll get to this last question. We can have a part two. I know we didn't get to cover like a lot of the other questions. You're but, fine. That's my fault because uh, I felt like death yesterday. <laughs> no, it's okay. Oh, um, I didn't tell you. It's because I went drinking with my friend George. That's why. <laughs> hey, you know, you deserve to have fun too. That's a little kid coming out of you wanting to play and that's okay, you know, but. I didn't hey, drink that much though. I am proud of myself. I didn't drink, but like it wasn't, I don't, I, I had. I had two buzz balls and one drink and like that was enough to leave me toast. I was like, I'm such an old man, dude. I was like six years ago. I can easily take like 12, 13 shots and I'm like functioning decently. Now I'm like, like I got hit by a truck, dude. Yeah. That is a very common thing I hear people say, you know, they just can't handle alcohol they can't handle a lot of things but yeah. it is just part of you know getting older and all the stuff that we do to our bodies intentionally and unintentionally that you know our body's like hey i need you to take care of me please yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's just what it is but yeah well for the last question <laughs> it can be a little rough i'm sure no for you probably deal with it better than me dude i'm sure of it i'm <laughs> sure of it <laughs> But yeah, I think it's it's moderation, you know, a lot of things. It's like if you want to go out and have fun, hey, do it, you know, but like moderation, you know, once a month or something and then you live your life and then you go and and you know, do your thing. But like if somebody's doing it every weekend, then it can become a problem not only for their life, mm-hmm. but for their body as well, you know. Mm-hmm. It it's taxing on your body over time. Dude, but the thing is, like when I drank like almost every weekend, my tolerance is so much better. Now that I'm drinking like once every two weeks or like a month, I'm just like, damn, yeah. maybe I should drink more to boost up the tolerance. <laughs> no, that is not the way. I know. Because your body literally built tolerance to it. It's like, hey, I can handle it. But yeah. that's a scary place to be because you can see that with a lot of, I'm not saying you're an alcoholic, but like you'll see this mm. in alcoholics and their tolerance is like so high mm-hmm. that they need to drink so much more to even get that slight buzz that they mm-hmm. used to get, you know? And that's, that's, that's like danger zone where it's like, okay, For you gotta sure. be careful. But yeah, but it's, it's good that you give yourself breaks because um, your body needs it. And like, mm-hmm. like you said you feel so horrible that it's Mm. like is it worth wasting half your day you know after that yeah that's like that's those adults question you have to ask that you never thought you would ask yourself you're like is it worth it going out is it worth it yeah i'm like Um, shit 
It's funny. But I guess I'll I'll boil it down really quick. Um, we'll we'll do the rest in part two okay. because I know there's like so many good questions. Yeah, I even wrote down a few more too. Um, but <laughs> I I didn't get to those. But 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 but, but mm, I'm debating between two. That's why. Okay. Shoot. Uh, I'll see if I can like. Quickly, quickly, yeah. Be- I'll, I'll, I'll do the easiest one. What's the best psychology lesson that you've learned? Mm. Or realization? Realization. Okay, I'll go with realization. I'll say that how people see you, what people say about you, most of the time has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with themselves and how they see themselves. Like, uh, I actually had this conversation with my mom the other day, and we were talking about how there are people who might um, – you know, there's like jealousy that comes into play and they might talk negative about somebody, about their weight, about how they look, like you're ugly. You know, you hear that a lot on the internet. Random people will get, oh, get yeah. on people's accounts. Oh, I get, I, get, I get people call me Johnny Bravo when I have my hair up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for example, like whatever they're saying is a lot to do with their life experiences, their insecurities, what they see themselves as. Mm-hmm. That's huge, like especially if they sit behind a keyboard and say, to an artist or whoever's on the internet putting themselves out there, they might be like, blah, 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 you're so ugly, you're a shitty person. Well, that has nothing to do with the person they're saying this to. It has everything to do with how they see themselves. They they probably, their worth is so little, it's so small, and it's so down low that they have to say, they have to bring the toxicity and the nastiness outside mm. to be able to make themselves feel better. So now when anytime anybody says something to me that might be negative or whatever it is, like if somebody's angry at me or if somebody's like in a really shitty mood and I'm just like, what is up with this person? Then I'm like, you know what? They are projecting. And mm-hmm. yes, I'm not saying like I'm perfect. Sometimes there could be something that's up with me. But that's something that you have to take a look at yourself and be like, is this the truth? Mm-hmm. Is this person saying the truth or is this person projecting? And a lot of times a person's projecting, especially when it makes no sense. Like it comes out of nowhere. Like somebody mm-hmm. calls somebody ugly and you're like, okay, am I ugly? Wait, no, I'm not ugly. Or, you know, like whatever. It's like how you see yourself. If you see yourself as beautiful, then that is your your reality. That's your truth. And if somebody calls you ugly, then it's like, you know what? they have so much hate inside themselves they must not love themselves they must not think they're enough for them to project this outwards where they have this need to say this to somebody else like Mm. why do you have this need to say this you know why can't you just keep it to yourself if that's your opinion Mm. like why do you have to go ruin other people's try to ruin other people's day it's usually that's my realization that it's a lot to do with people's insecurities and projection than to do with me so so it's like it's, it helps you not take things personally when people say some things. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you giving me your wisdom, <laughs> giving Jesus your wisdom. It means a lot. Um, and I want to say that you're an awesome person and you're very unique in your perspective and you're very kind in a rough world. And it's it's hard to come across people like you. So thank you for being you. Uh, start your own podcast, like I told you. And uh <laughs> And we'll come on again soon to do a part two. Yes, for sure. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> next, next time around, you're not going to be. Next time I'm not <laughs> fucked up, hungover. Hold on. Let me, hold on. Say cheese. What is good, Miley? No, I'm not going to say cheese. Say fucking cheese, boy. What's good, Miley? Cheese, uh, mozzarella. Mozzarella. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll let you go. Uh, enjoy your rest of your day. Hit the sauna, all right? Yes, I will. All right, peace. Yeah, I think of you. Yeah, I know. All right. All right, bye. All right, bye. You're the fun.
to be.